Hi, I'm Kelly from thespunkycoconut.com, and today I'm here with Maggie from sheletthemeatcake.com. Hi, Maggie. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good. What, what time is it there? It is 6.25 at night, 6.25 p.m. It's four. It's four twenty-five here, so I guess we're two hours different. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, we've already had dinner, and the kids are starting to wind down. Hopefully for bed. And what did you have for dinner? We had soup mm -hmm. and uh, sweet potato fries. Oh, that sounds good. I love sweet potato fries. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about what I was going to make for dinner before I called you. And yeah, what did you have? I think it's just going to be um, like scrambled sweet potatoes with eggs at the end after they're kind of brown. I'll just crack some eggs in there. Yeah. 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 It's very easy because I'm tired and I don't feel like making a big dinner tonight. Yeah, totally. I know. <laughs> I, my mom is sick, so I made soup so that I could give her some because otherwise my dad would make like peanut butter and jam sandwiches. Oh. <laughs> So That's sweet. Uh, I made her some soup because she deserves it. I hope she feels better. I think she will. <laughs> did you make what kind of soup did you make her? Um I made I just posted it actually on my blog. It's called Rustic Vegetable Soup. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, it's easy and you know, I, like I find soup is just like it's hard to make a recipe for soup because I always just throw stuff in the pot. Yes, yes. Exactly. So that's really all it is. This is what you know. If I don't have beets, then I put like carrots or parsnips or something, right? Yeah. So yeah, I put that on Facebook. I think when you put that up. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, it was yummy. It's better. I find all soup is better if you let it marry for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. But sometimes you don't have that luxury when you're a mom and you're just like making dinner quickly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess not just a mom, anyone, you know, coming home from work or whatever. You're just making dinner and it's uh -huh. like. Anyway. Yeah. I like leftover. I think leftovers are always better with, with soup and with everything kind of. Yeah, me too. I love leftovers. We always have leftovers for lunch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Even baked goods, I think, get better. Yeah. The next, right. the next day, I think they're better. Yeah, especially pie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're a pie, you're a pie girl, aren't you? I love pie. <laughs> I, my mom was um, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. And so growing up, I mean, I never lived there. We lived, we, well, we were just barely in the South. We were in Maryland. Okay. But um, that really came with her, I think, that you know, all that Southern food and I mean, we didn't eat, I'm sure we don't eat, didn't eat as much Southern food as they actually do in Oklahoma, but, but yeah, pie and grits and, you know, um, what else? Lots Bis of fried Biscuits food. and gravy. Yum. <laughs> dumplings. Recently when I posted those dumplings, my yeah. husband, my husband is like, what are you going to stuff them with? And I looked at him like he was crazy. I was like, what do you mean stuff them? What are, you, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, dumplings, like Chinese food, like you have to put something in it, right? Yeah. And I had 
no idea. He didn't know what I was talking about, and I didn't know what he was talking about. That's funny. <laughs> Does he cook at all, Kelly, or do you do oh, it all? Gosh, no. No? No, no, no. Yeah. Does your husband... Yeah, he does. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's a good, like, he's, it stresses him out to cook from a cookbook. Uh-huh. Um, um, but he's really good at cooking, like, just by taste, you know? So that's, that's a gift. Yeah, I know. He does have a gift. Almost, like, I think he should have a blog. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. I know. I know there's been like a few recipes that I'm like, this is so good. And he's like, put it on your blog. You don't have to say I made it. (laughs) He could guest post. I know. Your husband does a guest post every now and then. Yeah. Well, not on, not on cooking things on history because he's a history nerd, but yeah. You know, I, have you seen, do you ever go to Roost, the blog Roost? No. Okay. They, they do, um... I think it's like Gap's kind of diet. Yeah. And she just put up a video, and I don't know if she took the video herself, but it's of her husband cutting up, like, cabbage and and actually taking the sections out of a grapefruit and making this salad. And I think my mouth was just hanging open. I was like, wow, he knows how to cut that? He knows how to... <laughs> Yeah, I had to show it to Andy. I was like, "Look what this guy knows how to do." <laughs> and hint. <laughs> so what if so sick? Good. Like, what if you're sick, or you know, when Ginger was born? Like, what did? Well, know? before she was born, I I froze a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I had a bunch of meals frozen, but um, I had help. I had my mom was like a huge help. She helped me. And um, my friends brought food for me, some of my friends. Awesome. Yeah. But usually um, if I just get sick or something, which doesn't happen that often, but the last time I was sick, Andy got takeout. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or or he'll, like, you know, bake a sweet potato. I think he can do that. Yeah. (laughs) So... Where do you guys get takeout? Because it's hard to for people like us to get takeout, isn't it? Oh gosh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. It's not hard here at all. Oh really? No, no. We even have back to the Chinese food with the dumplings. Andy loves Chinese food. There's even a Chinese place like 15 minutes from here that does gluten free. They have wheat, like wheat free tamari and. Um, it's, I know it's the only Chinese place probably in the country that, that knows how to use like gluten-free soy sauce and stuff. I've never heard of another Chinese place that can do it, you know, besides like PF Chang and big chains. Do you guys have PF Chang? No, we don't. And I've never been, but of course I've, you know, reading everyone's blogs, I've heard so much about it. I'm dying (sighs) to go on. Yeah. Well, maybe when you're in Chicago. Yeah. I don't know. Is there one in Chicago? I don't know. There must be because Chicago's a big city center, right? Yeah, it should have one. I would think they do. Yeah, you'll have to check that out. So, since I mentioned Chicago, yeah, th- that is going to be so fun. Yeah, are you? Can you go? No, I can't go. Not this time. But so, so you're going to Nourish, right? Yes, I am going to Nourish. Awesome! Yes. Really excited. And 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 tell me your plans. 
Well, we're going to, last year I went, that's where I met you actually, last year at the expo. Yeah. And um, we went, and we took our kids, and it was amazing to go to the expo because Callum, who is five now, he was four and a half then, could eat breakfast at the restaurant, at the hotel restaurant, you know, and we were like, Callum, what do you want? And and he was overwhelmed by the choice. Oh. So it was so worth it. You know, yeah. like traveling with kids is not, little kids is not really always very easy. But it, yeah. we were like, we're coming back every year because uh-huh. we we want him to, them to be able to experience that, you know? So. Yeah. And it's so, not too far for you, right? How far is that? No, we only we drove and it was nine hours. And Pete, my husband, his mom lives like halfway, so we stayed at her house. Oh, perfect! And finished the drive the next day. Yeah. So, but we might fly this year because it would just be a fun experience for like for the kids to fly and stuff. And it yeah. Would, it would and be how old is your other? Uh, Liv is our little girl, and she's three. Three, three, and five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, She's not really as aware, like, as aware of having the allergies because Callum's school-aged, you know? So, uh-huh, uh-huh. but anyway, so we're going to go on, uh, Nourish is on Friday, so we're going to go on Thursday and stay for Nourish and then stay for a little bit of the expo on Saturday and then head home. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, I'm excited to see, like, my fellow bloggers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, it's because we we get to know each other so much, right? Yeah, I know. Nice to actually meet each other. I know. I know. I wish I was going this year. Yeah, but that'll be great, though. Yeah, it will be fun to to see Ricky. Well, well, Ricky Heller lives. Well, she she actually only lives about an hour and a half from where I live. Uh huh. Um, And we got together last year once, um, and we met at a at a restaurant. A few. Canadian bloggers uh-huh. and that was great but you know you just are so busy right I'm sure you it's the same way with like you and Lexi and Alana yeah it's hard to you have to make time for yes. that sort of thing, so I know I just I actually just um Lexi called this afternoon and I I was like trying to get her to pin down a date because it's like you say I mean even if you live in the same town as people yeah you know you're just go, so busy with your family and work that it's yeah. so it's so easy to just go for months and months without seeing people. Totally, and it's good for your soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, right? It is. It yeah. is. It's important. Yeah. So. I I I half joke that um my social life ended with Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I before I was on Facebook, I, I I would have to go out to 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 get that connection. You know, I had yeah. to go to the park day because we homeschool. So there's always park days and stuff. And if I didn't go to them, then I, then I really felt like I didn't see people or make any connection with people. And, and, um, now that I'm on Facebook, gosh, I just get so wrapped up with what I'm doing at home. And then if I want to talk to my friends, I just check in on Facebook and I know it's terrible. I know it is. It's, it's, it's such a different way of communicating yeah. You know, then picking up the phone. Yeah. I, I rarely talk to my friends on the phone anymore because we text. Uh-huh. Or we are on Facebook or whatever, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. 
But then on the other hand, there are people that I probably wouldn't be able to talk to if it wasn't for the internet. Exactly. I agree. I used to be a teacher before, you know, I was, before I had live in Callum and uh, I taught high school and I loved it. And there are students that I, you know, really connected with. And we're in touch on Facebook, and it's Aww. I love it so much because oh, that's I nice see what they've become. Oh, that's so neat! That's really cool. I love it so much. I really love. I, I'm very grateful for Facebook as uh-huh. as weird of a entity as it is. Right. I, I love what it has allowed me to keep in my life. Yeah, yeah. So, so a couple years ago, I was yeah. looking at your site today. And I, I was trying to remember what you had made when you, um, when you, I think it was a go ahead, honey, you adopted me. No. no yeah. No. Um, adopt a gluten. Adopt a, yes. Yeah, yes. What make? What? Did you find out what I made? Yeah. You had made biscuits and like cashew sour cream. Oh yeah. And you put, and you totally made my day by like mentioning it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> And the brownies. You made brownies, yeah. the egg free. But you were saying, and I gotta I gotta ask you now. Okay. You, you said that you were not on the Stevia train yet. I know and I am now. Oh <laughs> I've just I just hopped on a few weeks ago. That's all? Yes, I'm Oh my really, gosh. I know. I just actually I've been using it for a few months in my salad dressings. Uh-huh. The powdered stevia, I got it from a friend of mine. You know, she was like, there's no aftertaste. You have to try this. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> she just, she has a, a friend of mine has um, like a co-op. Oh. really awesome. And I get a lot of great, lo- she's local. And I got, I got a lot of my expensive ingredients from her at really good prices. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's, so she gets the stevia bulk. And I've never asked her what brand? What the brand is? No. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> I've been using that in my um, salad dressings, uh-huh. and it's been great. Uh-huh. I love it. You just because you just use such a small amount. Yeah, like a pinch, I bet, in salad. Yeah, salad exactly. Dressing. Like not even a, like probably an eighth of a teaspoon. Uh huh. Uh huh. And um, then I made. So I bought some. I listened to you and Ricky talking about it. <laughs> And I may I bought some of the liquid stevia. Uh huh. It's a brand called Now. Oh, I love Now Foods. Yeah, and um, I used it in some muffins. Uh huh. And it was great. And how much did you use? I think I used half a teaspoon. Uh huh. And I didn't use. I used half a teaspoon, and to make them, if I was going to do it again, I would add maybe. Instead of having, I was thinking, instead of putting two tables, I used a little bit of extra water. So instead of using two tablespoons of extra water, I thought I would use maybe two tablespoons of maple syrup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just to add a little bit of a different. Yeah, it's a different taste, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I first started using stevia before we moved to Colorado, um, my friend that, that um, I was cooking with at the time she would say how she liked to use, you know, like honey or um, something in combination with stevia because they had like a different feeling, like a different taste on your mouth. And yeah, I can't even really put it into words, but I know what you mean. There, It's sort of a different, it's different. 
It's flavor too, you know, like that that maple syrup has such a great flavor. Yeah. And um yeah, so anyways, I really like stevia. I like everything that it offers. I realized I think when I had callum that you cannot that never say never. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I I although I wasn't on the stevia train back then, I knew that I should never say that I would never try stevia. That's smart, yeah. Yeah. So can't. so what did you what did you think about it or what changed your mind or I think just gradually well, you know what? Actually I went off of refined sugars about a year ago. Uh-huh. And I think it's just even ref- even unrefined sugars now that you know what my diet is what I would describe as very clean. Uh-huh. When I do have like coconut sugar or even maple syrup, I really, really, I do notice that that I've had it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, st- but I love to have muffin. You know, I love to have a muffin or cookies. You know, I have a sweet tooth. Right. And, um, and I also love to bake. So uh-huh, uh-huh. I needed. I I think I finally was like, okay. What are you going to do about this? You know, you have to, you have to suck it up and try stevia. <laughs> so, but was there something like that you had heard negative about it? No, or- it was just the aftertaste thing. Oh, I had, okay. I had tried it and uh, I couldn't, I couldn't take that little taste that's on your tongue. Yeah. With, with some brands of stevia. Yeah, no, some brands you really can't taste it straight. It, it's not good straight. No, my husband has uses Vega um, protein powder, and you can oh, can you ever taste it? I can't. I just uh-huh. can't drink it because uh-huh. I don't like that aftertaste thing on your tongue. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it kind of wrecks it, the flavor, you know? Yeah. That's all you. That's all you get. So, uh-huh. anyways, I found the the now and the the powdered brand, whatever it is that I'm using, are, are good. So, right, oh, right. What's the one that you use though? And Ricky said that I need to find it as well. Um, she well, she was she was talking about New Naturals. Okay. And um, they I don't think that they have aftertaste at all. Okay. Um, I've I I was kind of old school. I was using Sweet Leaf. Yeah. Um, because as far as I know, they're the fir- they were the first company that I know that I know of. So, because I've been using stevia for a long many years, yeah. And um, so I I don't like the taste of that straight. You know, you could get you get that aftertaste. Yeah. But when I would you know when I put it in my recipes, I I use small amount that you don't taste the aftertaste of it. Right. Yeah. So um, but yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of stevia companies now, huh? There are so many, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit overwhelming. And I was standing in front of them at my health food store going, which is the one that they were talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try the vanilla because you use the vanilla one a lot. You use the flavored ones, and that, so I want to try them. Yeah, and now that these other companies are doing Stevia, now, now there's Sweet Leaf was the first, I think, to have the vanilla, and then... Um, I have a Now Foods vanilla. Yeah. Okay. And I have a New Naturals vanilla. Okay. Good. So. So I yeah. need some New Naturals. Yeah. I think it's similar to the Now. Like, there's no aftertaste. Right. Um, but the Now is sort of thick. You know. Yeah. Yes, I did notice it was thick. 
And and the new naturals is more like sweet leaf. It's more of like a water consistency. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about what you think about xylitol. I used to use it in very small amount. Well, I used to have like a couple of recipes that I would use it in. Uh-huh. Um, but I decided, especially having our dog. Yeah. To stop. To stop. Because I, I would just have a panic attack every time I would, you know, the kids might drop a cookie or something that had xylitol in it and I would freak out because it can kill it will it will it does it kills animals like dogs and cats yeah and my dog would like come rushing over you know the second that the food drops that she comes running so um yeah I mean I never had a problem myself with it in my family because um I I was taught that if you use xylitol you have to have it with like protein or fat oh okay so you never, ever, ever put it in, like, a drink or you'll, you know, be running to the bathroom? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've heard that about Zalatol. Yeah. A, a lot of people don't realize that and, and um, that's a problem. But if you if you eat it with, like, fat or protein, then, okay. yeah. But, you know, I, you, have to, you have to wonder, like, about something that, that you have to eat that, you know, why is it that you have to eat it with the fat or the, the protein? I, I don't know. I know. And the whole, even even just the dog thing. Like, we have a dog, too, and I just thought, it's not good for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's if it's good or bad for people. I haven't really, I don't know. Yeah, lots of people seem to, more and more people seem to be using it. Yeah. I'm not so sure about it, so... Yeah. We kind of we kind of stopped stopped using it and I think the only recipe that I haven't really successfully substituted it I think I had a macaroon or did I maybe I did the the macaroons with coconut sugar pow- that I powdered. Right. I'm not sure. There might have been one recipe but I can't remember if I if I was able to replace it or not. Yeah. yeah. But that was something in the second edition that I that I was trying to to take it out as much as I could. Yeah, the big thing is, like, frostings. And it's so great to have a, a refined sugar-free frosting. Yeah. You know, especially the ones that you can pipe. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried mine? My, my well, co- I haven't tried yours yet. Okay. I love the coconut, um, my coconut buttercream. I'm using air quotes in the buttercream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I, I came up with that one partly because of, um, you know, people, re- readers that have nut allergies. Yeah. And we're lucky that we don't have nut allergies. And, and so for the most part, I just make, you know, nut creams that, that I use for frosting. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, that's the one with sun butter, right? I have a sun butter one. I have. A cashew frosting. I have almond frost, like almond butter. And when I say almond butter, I, I uh, I mean like from almonds, not the kind of almond butter you buy. Right. I I cream them in the food processor. Um. Okay. That those are my favorite. Is like the nut cream frostings. Well, and you know, but the cat the coconut one is good too. My husband prefers the the nut cream frostings, and the kids and I also. We also like the coconut 
buttercream. It's more of a buttery flavor, and he doesn't like that butteriness. Right. Oh, that's interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So. Does he have food intolerances and allergies as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's okay. he's gluten intolerant, and um, when before he before he stopped eating dairy, he had ADD. Oh, okay. And he can get it back within like five, well, maybe I'm exaggerating. I would say maybe 20 to 30 minutes after eating dairy. Wow. It's like wham, ADD. Wow. It's very impressive. The range range of symptoms is amazing, hey? Yeah, yeah. I know. Dairy symptom for my whole life, I got leg aches. Oh. And. You know, my mom, when I was little, like, it was always just like, oh, growing pains, whatever. Well, then I still got them as an adult. Uh-huh. And uh, probably once or twice a week, I would get leg aches. And then when I went off dairy, I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't had a leg ache in however long, you know? Wow. And, and we, when you say ache, do you mean like a cramp or, or like no, a sore? Like, like a headache on your leg. So wow. So I would take... At that point in my life, I would take Tylenol and or Ooh. or like a leg rub, yeah, or, or a heating pad or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes it would get really bad, but I never get them anymore because now I'm not on dairy. Isn't that there, it's it's awesome. There's so many problems that I think you know just disappear when you stop eating dairy or or gluten or both. I mean, I used to have um, all kinds of things from dairy that that they got they got better when i gave up gluten but it wasn't until the dairy got got cut out that i like i used to have um terrible acne in high school or pim- yeah. pimples like crazy pimples in high school from dairy and even into my 20s until i stopped eating dairy i had pimples and um uh what else oh my endometriosis yeah from yeah. the dairy and i remember when my my naturopath first tried to convince me that I could probably get rid of it when I, you know, by giving up dairy. And, and I, and I tried to argue with her. I said, but I'm, but I'm using organic dairy, (laughs) you know? And, and, (laughs) and she says, you know, but there's hormones in organic milk. You know, it's still an, it's, she said, Kelly, it's still an animal, you know, like even, even though there's no added hormones, it's still, you know, like human human milk. I mean, even if even if we're not taking hormones, you know, there's naturally hormones from an animal. So yeah. Um, and she was right. And when I finally, and that really clicked when she said that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. I've never thought of it that way. Right. So yeah, I'm at school right now doing my. Uh, registered holistic nutrition program. Awesome. I know. It's really, really exciting. I love it. And um, a lot of people that are, a lot of my classmates are really into raw milk and raw dairy products. Yeah. There's a big group of people that are really into that. Yeah. I just haven't, well, you know, dairy just has never done anything for me. So yeah, I I think that if I don't know, I, I I can I can understand that it's better, 
Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Right. It makes, it makes sense to me that it's better than pasteurized, but, um, but you know, when you've been off, how long have you been off of dairy? Um, hard, completely off of it for a year. Okay. So it's only, if maybe if it's only been a year, maybe it's not that strange to you yet. We've been off of dairy for quite a few years now and you get to the point after, after like enough years go by of not having like milk, especially cow milk where it just seems really strange. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine having milk anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. After you've been off of it, it just, it, it's like, it becomes very strange to you. Like, well, but why would I, but I've weaned. Yeah. Like I'm, I've weaned, I'm an adult, you know, and I don't need to grow rapidly. <laughs> I've already, we- and like a, gr- a grown cow doesn't breastfeed. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, it becomes strange after time. And I don't mean to sound like mean, like it just, it becomes very uh, odd, I think. I know. <laughs> I know. Whereas, you know, when you're in the routine, and I mean, it's the same with gluten or, or other things. When you're in the routine of doing it, it seems very normal and natural, but, um, after, after being off of it for long enough. Yeah. I know it's hard to imagine going back, right? Yeah, it is. Well, you, why would you get, I mean, that's the thing that is hard. It's frustrating for me is when I'm giving other people, you know, nutritional advice and I'm like, how's it going? And they're like, well, I had some, you know, whatever they, so they've had some, they've gone back and had dairy or gluten or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, how can you, you know, because do you really want those symptoms back? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it just takes time. It really does take time and commitment to your health. You have to be committed to your health. And and I think too, when, when you're on that, you know, when you've always been eating a certain way, you don't, you don't always realize that you're symptoms are symptoms. Like, like for instance, I was always kind of mucusy yep. and like congested and, and, um, and, and then after going off of dairy and I, I was so clear, like no more congestion, no more mucus. And I know, and I, and I didn't even think I, I didn't even think I had a problem. You know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. I was used to it. Yeah, I always had, you know, do you guys have Dairy Queen in the States? Yes. Okay, well, you know, so I would go there growing up yeah. regularly in the summer, whatever, and I always felt so uncomfortable after having Dairy Queen, <laughs> and I thought it was normal. I thought, this, <laughs> this, is just, this is just what happens after you have Dairy Queen. I don't mean to laugh at you. I've, I've, <laughs> I've been the same way, yes. Yeah, you have like a brick in your stomach. Well, that's just a consequence of. I'm oh. having a yummy blizzard. <laughs> My husband teases me because when we were dating, um, we would always go to this Italian place that we could walk to uh, where we lived. And um, <laughs> afterwards, I would get, I, w- I called it my afterfulness. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, I didn't know that like, some people that eat wheat don't get really bloated and pain like in their in their gut. Yeah. But every time I would go out and have pasta or at home have pasta, like I would get really, really bloated and so it was so bad that when I was in high school I, I would really hunch 
my shoulders and, yeah. and kind of like hunch over to kind of hide how bloated I always was. And, Wow. And, and so when we were dating and I would tell him, Oh, I have the after fullness and I, you know, have to unbutton the top button on my pants and it'd be like, Oh, you know, and he's like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> I'm like, doesn't everyone have this? Doesn't everyone, you know, no, <laughs> no, no. And if they do, they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I know. I feel like it's, but it, Pete is the one who has, celiac disease and he was diagnosed about eight or nine years ago and I'm so grateful for that diagnosis me too you know and that it's just the path that it has led us down right because I don't think I would be here if it if it you know I I always baked with like whole wheat and I started using cane sugar you know I I wasn't like a you know, white flower kind of person yeah. ever, but I'm just so grateful yeah. that it led us to here. I know, I know. I, I the same with me with my children. It it was yeah. that it was because of their um their health problems that that I found out I was celiac. Yeah. So I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I'd still be sick and thinking it was normal. You'd have after fullness all the time. <laughs> and mucus. I know. <laughs> lovely. It's a lovely conversation with Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's taken a turn. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Callum has Callum, who is my five year old, has his first birthday party tomorrow night with a school friend. Uh-huh. So that it's he's Callum is gluten sensitive. And dairy intolerant, and anyway, so it was the first time that I had to call and you know say, yeah. "Hi, my son is blah blah blah." Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, I've read about it because Heidi from Adventures of a Gluten Free Mom talks about that sort of thing a lot, right? Yeah. But still, I was like, "Oh no!" Like I have to do this. I yeah. You know, it was still a little bit like. Okay, you can do this, but oh uh -huh. my god, I have to do this. <laughs> How'd it go? Yeah, it went. You know what? I actually emailed Kim Mays, you know, from Cooking yeah. All Free, who's amazing, and I was like, Kim, I know you've been here. Just I need to push. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it was great. She was awesome, and she was, just said, "You can do it, and it'll be really easy." And she's a take the bull by the horns kind of gal. They both are. Yeah, they both are, and both really positive. You know. Yeah. And, Good support people. So uh, she she was great because it's nice to have these people in my life because if I didn't have my fellow bloggers, I don't think I would have – I don't think it would be as easy for me to parent, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because like, mm -hmm. who else would you talk to about it? Right. Anyways, Kim uh, suggested – you know, she gave me some advice and it's nice to – to be able to have her advice rather than going through it all on my own. Right. Right. So it went great. And, you know, I called and I spoke to the dad and he's like, yeah, actually I, I am allergic to nuts uh. and, and I'm in the food industry. So I know all about, you know, allergies. And so it was, it was easy. And tomorrow night's the party. So he wants, cool. yeah, he's, we're going to send him a cupcake and something to eat. So, Nice. Yeah. 
It's important to let them know, though. Yeah, totally. That's good that you did. Yeah, I think it's good to talk. I think it's good to talk to other people openly about mm-hmm. your food choices and allergies and stuff like that, right? Yeah. It's an opportunity to educate and mm-hmm. so. Yeah, Zoe's taking a cooking class at her homeschooling program that she does. Yeah. And so I went in and um, the teacher and I looked at the like the schedule of what they were going to be making and uh, talked about, you know, how what I could bring in so that they could substitute. Like, for instance, when they made pancakes, they all made gluten-free pancakes. Oh, perfect. And it's not a big class. It, you know, it didn't cost me very much to, to, you know, get the flour for that one day so that these eight children or however many, six children could all have gluten-free pancakes that day. But um, uh, Zoe, Zoe got a big kick out of it because I, I just bought a, a mix, you know, for the class. Yeah. And, and the teacher asked them after they had eaten the pancake, you know, so could you guys tell? Like, did you think it tasted different? And most of them had forgotten wow. that, that it was gluten-free and they just ate it and thought it was what, you know, wheat. Yeah. And Zoe was so proud and. That's great. Um, so yeah, but the, the teacher was, was really, was really great. Like the week after that, um, they were doing donuts and before I, before I even had to explain, she, she, she said, you know, I don't think Zoe's going to be able to eat this because, um, she's the third period and, and I'm going to be frying donuts with wheat in this oil and I can't change the oil before Zoe's class. And, and there's just going to be, you know, contamination from in the fryer. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool that she had thought of that. And yeah. And so Zoe made it. She's not, she can touch gluten and she's fine touching it. So she actually, you know, felt the, the dough that they were making. And then, um, I packed her a gluten-free donut that they gave her, her gluten-free one when the other kids were eating the wheat. Good. Yeah. So she didn't have to feel left out when she was, uh, when she was really young before I started homeschooling, she actually did a year of preschool Yeah. and it was not the same at all at, at that, at that place. They, uh-huh. they just, they wouldn't tell me ahead of time that they were going to make some, I guess they would just forget. And I would go pick her up and luckily she knows better than to eat wheat even when she was even when she was four in preschool, she knew she knew a, a well enough not to, but she would have to watch. Wow! And it was so sad. I remember I picked her up one day, and they had made pretzels, and she was really good. She was so cool about it. I mean, she wasn't crying and and anything. She just said, oh, very matter of fact, like I had to watch them eat their pretzels. No. And so I I felt so terrible. We we went to the store and got you know, some, I think it was, um, oh, what was it? I forget what brand it was, but it, it, the dough was already made and I came home and just, we, we, you know, we rolled them into the pretzel shape ourselves, and, yeah. and I gave her one cause I felt so badly that, that, I, that, that but that was a long time ago. So maybe yeah. things are getting better. I think there are like, it's getting more prevalent, but it's hard because you don't want your kid to feel left out or at all, you know? Yeah. So it's definitely 
something that's at the front of my mind, you know, in trying to navigate our way. Yeah. And it's not just school. I think in just whether you're homeschooling or sending them to the education system, you have to, it's, you know, you want them to feel good. And and so Callum today said tomorrow he has pizza day. And he said, he told, he used, he loves pesto pizza. And then all of a sudden he stopped eating it. And uh, this was like a couple of weeks ago. And so tonight Pete said, why don't you like pesto anymore? And he said, oh, my friends didn't like it. And he told me, I know, it just breaks my heart. And he said that one of his friends said it was gross. I know. And I was just like, oh, you know, and so it's that moment where you're going, what am I, you have to stop and think, what am I supposed to do here? I know. I don't know. What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? You know, and I said, do you want mommy to come and pick you up for lunch tomorrow? Oh. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. Oh. So, you know, if I have to pick him up for every pizza lunch. Yeah. I will. I don't know. If, right now, I, I'm not sure yet if that's the right thing, but. You know, the paleo parents, uh, is it Stacy? Yeah. She's, I think she's had, um, been dealing with, with that a lot, or at least she mentioned it anyway, I should say. I was watching a video where she interviewed her boys about their book, their cookbook, and at one point, um, they start talking about being bullied at school for their food looking, you know, different. different. Yeah. And it was so funny, because... The, the video, she, like, she turns it to, like, black, she and, and, it, and there's just writing that says, I had to edit this part out because he starts naming the names of the boys. Oh, dear. <laughs> Who've been bullying him. And so she, um, so I don't know, I don't know if she's, you know, written about that or yeah. gone, gone into that anymore in, de- in depth, but, yeah. It's hard, you know, and you just want to make sure that, like, I don't want to create food issues with my kids either. Yeah. You know, you just want it to be food. This is the way we eat. Yeah. You know, and you also don't want to make other people. I don't want to play teach my kids to judge other people by the way they eat. Right. Because you're teaching them to judge. And I don't really want to teach. You know, I'm as an adult, I'm trying to stop judging other people. Right. You know, so I don't want to teach my kids to yeah. start, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, it's that's tricky. It's very <laughs> yeah, tricky. It is tricky. <laughs> Anyways, I have a really good husband. We're on the same page. And uh Isn't that the best? It is the best. It's so <sighs> I'm so glad. Yeah. It's a relief. <laughs> I know. I we've my husband and I had our ten year anniversary last year. Awesome. And uh I, I it really made me stop and think how grateful I am that we've changed so much in the last 10 years but we've changed like together like you yeah. know we've grown and and changed but we're on the same page and you know supportive of each other of of you know our our dietary needs and everything Yeah it's I feel really lucky Yeah I mean I I know, I know there's a lot of people that have trouble with like 
parents or, or aunts or uncle, you know, extended family being a little bit judgmental or unsupportive. And that can be hard, but at least if your, your spouse is on the same page as you. Exactly. That just makes all the difference in the world. It does. Yeah. Cause you can talk to them about it and yeah, you don't want to you don't want to have to be arguing with your spouse about whether or not you need to eat a certain way. Exactly. Oh, it's yeah. a relief. Yeah. yeah. It makes <laughs> it makes things a lot easier. Yeah. And as I said, like as I said earlier, I just try and remember that this is a blessing. Yes. It's a blessing that we are where we are. Yes, exactly. So grateful. But and I see food as like healing, you know, it's your medicine. Yes, I do too. And I love what you say on your site how uh <laughs> smoothies are a food group, right? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> because lately my oldest Zoe has just been practically living on smoothies. Yeah. And I, I think of you when she when she's, you know, politely declining whatever it is that I've made for dinner or for lunch. And may I go make a smoothie? Uh, it's yeah, That's awesome. It's like to the point where I, I almost, you know, want to go straight to the, okay, we're going to have dinner. Zoe, go make your smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's just cut right to it. <laughs> Cause you I know, it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's fine. And at least if she's like in a picky phase right now, I mean, what a blessing that that's what she's turning to is like totally. a smoothie with, you know, <laughs> organic fruit and coconut milk. And, you know, she puts her protein powder in there. And I know it's amazing. Hey, I'm proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. I love smoothies because you can pack nutrition into them. Yes. Yes. And, and now that she's skipping, like not eating so many meals, I'm trying to put like good fat in there to make sure she gets lot, you know, the coconut oil for the good fat. Yeah. Or, like like seeds, like hemp seeds and chia seeds to make sure she gets good fat that way and yeah, omega 3s. Yeah. So, where do you where did you get most of your nutrition knowledge, Kelly? Did you go to school or No, I studied with a naturopath and a nutritionist back on the East Coast before we moved to Colorado. Cool. I studied with her for several years, and then, um, like, the last year, I was also working with someone else who was mentoring her, and she would come over, and we would cook together and talk about what we were learning, and um, she didn't have children, so my kids were pretty young at that time, and I couldn't go to, like, conferences and stuff with them. Yeah. But she would go, and she'd come back and tell me what they had learned, and this was, like, at the beginning of the raw food movement. Oh, cool. And so they were going to these raw classes and stuff, and they, she'd come back, and she was, you know, telling me about, um, you know, soaking nuts and making raw pie, and we would make pies together that were raw, and and I thought, oh, man, if if this is what it's like to be healthy, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So good, and she was always doing pate, my friend, um, when she'd come over, and She'd t- get out the big food processor and she'd put like spinach and garlic and sun-dried tomatoes and nuts and everything in there. And she'd yeah. make these these pâtés that were just amazing. In fact, my husband was asking for them the other day. He's like, you need to make some some of those pâtés. I'm like, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's something he should do. I should teach him how to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's time. <laughs> yeah. 
So how long have you been in school? Well, I just started at the end of September. That's exciting. So it's, yeah, it's part-time, and, and I have two years to finish it. And uh, it's really just finding – it's self-directed, really. Like, you know, they send you – it's distance studies. Uh-huh. And um, I love it. It's – I. I wish I could do it full time, but I want to be with my kids as much as I can. So yeah, uh, Liv is still Callum goes to school like three days a week, uh-huh. and Liv is home with me all the time. So yeah. it's um, you know hard to to fit it in unless it's at night. And I've also yeah, you know, I've, I've got she let them eat cake, and now the balanced platter, which is yes, so awesome. Yes, it's a lot of behind the scenes work. Yeah, so you and because we should tell everyone that you and Amy are the creators of the balanced platter. Yes, which is awesome, and it's doing yeah. phenomenally in its first in its beginnings now here. Yes, it's in its infancy, and uh, it's it's I can't we we are overwhelmed by how well it's it started out. It's it's a cool thing. I love what you're doing. Yeah, it is a really cool idea. We, Amy and I started talking after Chicago, and we considered actually doing a podcast. Uh-huh. And, and then we realized in the end of at the end of the summer, we planned it. You know, we had the, we 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 met weekly, and we started like a list of who we were going to have on the show. You know, and and then uh-huh. we were both like, um, I don't think we have time to do podcasts. <laughs> And then you came out with yours in the fall, right? And I haven't had time lately either. Yeah, right? It's it's hard. So I took like a six week break. Yeah. So anyways, we we wanted to do something together and we were just like, you know, there's not we know who we know where we can get everything we need about allergy diets. Yeah. But there's lots of people who ask us, you know, I'm you know, I, I can't have yeast, I can't have nuts, I can't have this, whatever, right? Yeah. And we were like, we need a one-stop place Yeah. for people to go that has, you know, and, and the basis of it is gluten-free, but then from there, it it's diverse, so. Yeah, it's really well planned out. You guys did a really good job. Thanks, yeah, we spent months. Uh, I bet. And when you say you met, you mean you'd Skype, right? Skype weekly, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Which was awesome. And Because you're pretty far it, apart. Yeah, she's in Texas, and I'm way up here in Canada. Right. <laughs> so. Um, Gotta love Skype. Yeah, I know. It's great. We've I've been watching that baby, her baby belly grow. Oh, any so, day now. It could be any day. Yeah. We, we, we have every, a meeting every Monday, and. I'm just waiting for the email. It says I'm going into labor. <laughs> so are you going to be kind of doing it while she's on maternity leave alone? Yeah. yeah, because I want her, you know what it's like, right? And you want yeah. to have that. Like I want her to have as much time as possible with her baby where she doesn't need to think about anything. Yeah. And I know that's going to be hard for her. Amy, if you're <laughs> listening, go You go can do nap. it, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> go have a nap. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, so I am going to take over, you know, right now we have the contributors sort of split down the middle, uh-huh. and um, but I'm going to take over behind the scenes, and we've done a lot of stuff to prepare, so there's not as much for me to do. That's good. She's extremely organized, and... Um, Ooh, Amy? 
<laughs> totally. Knows what she's doing. So she's amazing. I love working with her because she's just uh, she's just got gifted. She's meant yeah. to be doing this. Yeah. And uh, I learn so much from her every time I talk to her. So yeah, we're all set up to run for a couple of months. That's good. I I did the same thing with the spunky coconut that I lined up people to do guest posts for me and I tried to be able to take as much time. And I did. I ended up taking a couple months off after Ginger was born. It's so important, I think. I agree. It is so important for your, just for like your time to bond with the baby, but also for your sanity, for your mental health, you know? And also Ginger was... um, around two or three weeks she started crying and having some sort of reaction to something in my diet. So then I had to go back and figure out what it was that I was eating that was bothering her. And, um, so that took some figuring out. (laughs) You just don't know with a baby, like there is no planning anything when it comes to babies. And I thought, I thought, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm gluten free. I'm dairy free. Like yeah. I'm just going to eat whatever I want on my restricted diet. And this baby's going to be fine. They're not going to have cry. They're not going to have any problems at all. And I was wrong. <laughs> I remember when you posted that, I've got to go on an elimination diet or something. I was like, what is she going to eliminate? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what turned out to be the culprits were, um, when she, and, and this changed around three months, she kind of grew out of it. And I've, I've since learned from Allie, you know, our friend Allie yeah. from nourishing meals that usually around three or four months, they, they kind of outgrow some of those things that give them gas in the beginning. Okay. Cause their digestive system has, de- has grown. Yeah. But up until then, um, she wasn't doing, a, she, she was having trouble with me eating sun butter like, oh, like sunflower seeds and sun butter. Yeah. Um, that was giving her terrible gas and making her break out. And also, um, she was having gas from greens that I was eating, like, wow. like salad and, and kale and spinach and chard and all that kind of good stuff. And I should have known about that one because, um, my, 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 my nature path and nutritionist back on the East coast, when, when Ashley was a baby, she had told me that that could be giving Ashley gas. Right. But I didn't want to believe it because I love my greens. And so, um, I tried, I tried to do it. And after I figured out those two things, um, were the culprits then, you know, but but one of the biggest I think is, is dairy or that's what Allie has, has told me. Um, most oftentimes the reason babies have colic in quotes, colic. Yeah. Um, is, is from dairy from their mother's milk. Cause yeah. it's so hard to digest it, You know, a baby doesn't, I mean, a, hu- a human body really isn't designed to digest cow milk, but a, a baby human is even more. Yeah. Not designed to digest that. So yeah, I had to go off dairy for both Callum and Liv. Did you? Yeah, Callum was really colicky. I didn't call it colic at the time because I just didn't, I don't think I wanted to admit it. Yeah. But yeah, he really was. And now, you know, he's our one who is sensitive to dairy, gluten, um, and eggs. 
And now what kind of, does he have, he's, so he's not allergic. He has other reactions. Well, he's, we, we never, you know, we go to a naturopath as well. So we never, uh, we had testing through our naturopath. Yeah. And, um, what I, from what I know is you can start out, gluten starts out as a sensitivity and left, you know, continuing to eat gluten, it can turn into celiac disease. Huh. So if Callum continued to eat gluten, then he would probably eventually be diagnosed with celiac disease. Yeah. Well, I I read, because someone asked me one time on the radio, no less, what the difference was between like intolerance and celiac. And I'm pretty sure I I gave the incorrect answer. So I won't try and make that same mistake twice. But I I have read that... um, you know, being intolerant, like my husband and my, my oldest daughter, you can still have damage. Like, like, you know, cause I, I used to think, oh, if you're intolerant, then, then that means, you know, you have like not so, so severe symptoms and, and maybe it, it doesn't actually lead to damage. But then I, but then I actually read after the, after the expo where I met you, um, gosh, what's the book that that speaker was there he gave a um, speech about it. Is it healthier without wheat? Uh, dangerous grains? No, I don't know. I can't remember. Well, anyway, in his book, it, he he was explaining, and I, I have to read it again. I keep forgetting, but he was just saying how you know people like my husband and my daughter that are intolerant can still have. It, it doesn't mean that they can ever go back on wheat. Yeah, it doesn't mean that at all. So, yeah, we. We have never, I mean, he had a lot of, he had a lot of sleep problems, um, and, uh, as, you know, he was on an Oh, right! And we just noticed such major differences taking him off of first gluten and then dairy that we're like, you know, that's it. Like, especially gluten. Gluten to us is extremely important because Pete has celiac disease and because... yeah so familial you know like Pete's two one of Pete's sisters has celiac disease and a second uh, autoimmune disease Uh and Uh you know we're his other sister is gluten intolerant you know and his brother is as well you know so it's in the family yeah oh it's genetic yeah 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 um he so we that gluten we're like yeah no gluten ever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yeah Ashley never had it until until she accidentally had it. I think the first time she accidentally had it, she was probably uh, five maybe or four, four or five. And um, she threw up terribly. And, and then, and I thought, Oh gosh, you know, I wonder, I wonder what that, you know, you always want to, it's, it's a terrible habit to want to label something. Yeah, but you have we have that habit of wanting to label it, and I'm and I'm wondering, you know, is it celiac or is it a, an allergy? And then about a year later, it happened again. She accidentally grabbed something and put it in her mouth, and I couldn't get it in time. And um, same thing happened. Within an hour, she was throwing up, and she threw up for twelve hours both times. So I'm. I mean, it could be celiac. It could be an allergy. You know. Yeah. So Liv has never had gluten either. We decided when she was a baby that we wouldn't introduce it to her. Uh And then we've decided 
to be a, a gluten-free family. I'm wheat intolerant. Um, uh-huh. but I don't have gluten either. We just don't want to have gluten in our house for the, for the It's consumer. easier, isn't it? It is way easier, especially yeah. with kids because you don't have the, why, that was the big one for me is like, why, why can Liv have that mommy, but I can't. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Eliminate as many battles as you can. Yeah. <laughs> and then just the contamination. Yes. Cross-contamination issue. Pete, fortunately, has a pretty high tolerance to gluten, you know, in that it's hard for him to notice a reaction. Oh, lucky. Yeah, sort of. Sort right? of, sort like, of, yeah, yeah. Because we don't know where he gets it. Right. But anyways... um, I was yeah. just thinking how easily I get sick and feeling a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And I can totally understand that. But his sister, who was diagnosed about 27 years ago with celiac disease, um, she has scleroderma, which is a second autoimmune disease. And, you know, we just want to make sure that we're as healthy as possible. Well, so many autoimmune dis- diseases can be treated with the gluten-free diet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like thyroid can be treated with it. And, um, uh, uh, what's the one I'm blanking, but yeah, absolutely. Crohn's. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, we've decided to be a gluten-free household and yeah, it's just way easier. I don't miss gluten at all. Like for, obviously at first I did, but you know, like you said, I, I, I just can't imagine. And now knowing what I know about today's wheat, I'm just really glad that I'm not addicted to it anymore. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And speaking of, um, you know, how, how easily or, or not easily like your husband, um, reacts. Ashley is so sensitive. You, it reminded me when you said that, um, when we lived back on the East Coast, um, our our cat has since passed away. But when our cat was alive, um, he, my husband, got this cat litter. And I didn't bother looking at it to see what it was. And every, I would notice every morning when Ashley came down in the morning, um, she would start having, like, these terrible autism symptoms just very abruptly out of the blue, she would sit down at the table, which was off the laundry room where the cat box was. Yeah. And she would sit there and she would start screaming and flapping and, and the very, you know, typical autism behavior. Yeah. And it was so strange. And I'm like, why is this, what is going on? And it was very out of the blue. And, um, and then I, I don't know how I figured it out that, but my husband ha- would clean the box when he came down in the morning, he would clean the cat box and I guess like stir up the dust. Wow. And I realized that he had bought wheat cat litter. Oh, wow. They have this cat. I don't know if they still make it, but years ago when we had our cat, they, they had this cat litter made of wheat and he had bought it, you know, thinking he, I think he thought it was funny, like that we weren't eating wheat, but the cat could go to the bathroom on it. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like his joke, you know, exactly. This, here you go, wheat. <laughs> and I, and I could have killed him. I was like, what are you doing? You know, you can't yeah. bring that in the house and clean it. And then like the kid, come, my, our daughter comes down and, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Looking back, I guess it's sort of oh, anyway. But we got we got rid of that and and it, and it went away cuz it worked. Yeah, I mean, Ashley was very wow. much it was that it was that obvious with her, you know, it would it would be so immediate um her symptoms uh most mostly with dairy when she was that age, when she was like, you know, between the ages of, of one and two and yeah. she, she would have dairy and like immediately start screaming and waving her hands in the air. And it looked like she was seeing things. I mean, wow. I don't know if you've ever seen a child that's that having that type of um, problem, but, but she would, she would look at the walls and I, I, I'll have to ask her. I wonder if she'll remember someday when she's grown up, if she'll remember it or not. But it, it it seemed like she was hallucinating, like she was seeing, you know. That's heartbreaking for you. Yeah, it was. But it was so, it was so awesome knowing it was so clear, you know, like yes. it happens right after she ate that. And, and, and then after it got out of her system, it would go away and it would only, you know, happen. So. So was it hard to, to make dietary changes with her? Because I know with, you know, autistic children that I know they it's hard to you know they have their only foods that they'll only eat well I was lucky because we started when she was you know between one and two so I can't remember exactly what month how old how many months she was but it was between ages of one and two so at that point yeah um it was much much easier but um part of what made it so much easier. And this is, this is kind of upsetting though, is that she, um, part of her, her autism was a sensory issue with, um, touching things. She couldn't, she couldn't touch food. She couldn't touch toys. Like the, the feel of anything on her hands, she would cry and scream and freak out. And it was painful for her to touch anything. So she didn't, she, she couldn't, um, she, I had to puree, puree all her foods for her for, for that year between one and two, I pureed everything and I had to spoon, you know, I would spoon feed it to her. Yeah. Um, so sad, but at the same time it made it easier because, you know, she, she really didn't have those preferences that a lot of, like you're saying, yeah. a lot of kids have their, their one thing, their picky thing that this is the one thing that they'll eat. And she didn't have that. So, yeah. Um, it was actually, it, it was a really cool moment. It was her second birthday. It was literally her birthday when she was turning two years old. And I had made her like a gluten-free birthday cake. I don't even know why, because, you know, the poor thing didn't touch food and she couldn't eat solid food at all. Yeah. And I had made this just like, I was just going to do it. And, and I think at that time I was, um, really into giving her positive affirmations. I had cut, I had cut out all the, all the therapists that were really into like talking in front of her, like about her and you know, she can't do this and she won't be able to do that. And she may never do that. And I had realized that, you know, maybe she can understand what we're saying. Yeah. And so, um, I had, I had let them go and I was only doing the ones that were, you know, speaking positively around her. And I would, I would, every day I would read to her. I had written on like a piece of paper and I put it in a heart on the refrigerator. Um, this positive affirmation, I would tell her it's going to make me cry. Like I, I would tell her that I knew she could eat 
and I knew she could walk. Yeah. Oh. Every day I would read it to her. Aww. And on her second birthday, she ate her cake. That's awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. It's, it's, but um, it's it was easy. really amazing. I mean, she had never touched food or eaten solid food before. Yeah. But she had a bite of that birthday cake. and <laughs> believed in her. From then on, she started um, touching food and touching things and putting things in her mouth. And, yeah. So. Great. Yeah. That's such a journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so much, you know, like it's all about, there's so much. It's not just one thing. You know, it's not just diet. It's diet and spirituality and your belief in yourself you know, there's well, it's so, so many- easy. God, it's so easy to forget with kids that can't talk or or don't make much eye contact that they understand what you're saying. Yeah, you know, and and um, you don't you don't know. A lot of therapists would tell me, you know, that she was like severely retarded. Like she doesn't understand what you're saying, and so like it doesn't matter, you know, what you say. Yeah, and and it's really easy to to forget, like, or, or to believe that, or, you know. Yeah. And I had no reason not to believe it. I mean, as what far as, yeah, you know, as far as I knew, she didn't know what I was saying, so. What made you think of using positive affirmation? Um, I was on a, a group, like a, a sort of Yahoo group or something. Okay. For support, because I didn't, I didn't have any, like, community in my area. I didn't have... I just needed, I needed support. Totally, yeah. And so um, that was like a topic that had come up that people were, you know, people were saying, this is really helping and, and, you know, you should, you should tell them, don't tell them they can't, tell them they can and. Yeah. Um, so, Good. yeah. Yeah. And now, and, you know, of course now I could recommend all sorts of books, yeah. books and, um, from, from all different angles, you know, you can, you can cite like the Bible and religious reasons why positive affirmations are so important. And you can cite, you can cite spirituality books, like, you know, like the secret and, and things like that, why it's so important. So yeah, pretty much everybody, you know, all over the place for, for one reason or another, it's a, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. No matter what your beliefs are, it's a good idea. Yeah. Have you heard of Wayne Dyer? Uh-uh. Oh, Wayne Dyer is really cool. He's, you know, like a spiritual um, self-help, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. And um, he has, Pete and I really like listening to his audio, uh, audio books. And he has books for kids too. And it's all about, you know, positive affirmations and for adults getting rid of your limiting beliefs. Yeah. And uh, for kids just not even having limiting beliefs. And it's uh-huh. really, so we've bought two books for our kids by him and they're really cool. So, oh, I have to write that down. Yeah. Wayne Dyer. Definitely. Well, I just realized that we've been talking for over an hour. 
Oh, yeah. And it's an, it's only supposed to be an hour, right? I totally lost track of time because I'm having so much fun. No, and I have a lot of I have a lot more questions. Like I wanted to ask you questions and I haven't gotten to them yet. So Oh, we'll have to do it again. Yeah, we will. <laughs> when, before you go, though, I need to ask you, in your recipes, you are so like laid back almost about your recipes because usually it's just put it all in a bowl. So put this in and puree it or whatever. And then add this other stuff and puree that. Whereas like everyone else is like, you need to have your dry ingredients here and your wet ingredients here. And this is when you add and da, 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 right? Yeah. So when you're approaching a recipe. I know I'm, I'm, I, I, I often joke that I'm self-taught. So I don't, I don't follow you know, a lot of the rules and, and the guidelines, like if I had been to school or yeah. um, been trained like that. And that's how I've always done it. And um, oh, I love the, it. Yeah. The, I think that um, the only trouble uh, some people have is, is that coconut, coconut flour and almond flour, um, can have different weights. Right. And, and so sometimes you may need to add a little extra flour and that really just comes from experience and, and, and knowing, I mean, I could, you know, conceivably I could switch to weight and, and buy a scale and encourage all my readers to go do that. But I don't have, I don't see enough of a problem to do that. And I don't think, that most people would, would be really into that. That's more of like, you know, the heart, the, the people that are really, really into cooking. I agree. Yeah. Scale, like not enough people. You have to be really passionate and into cooking, I think, to, to want to weigh everything every time you cook. Yeah. And, uh, and I really want to appeal to, to people that are, that are, you know, not quite so passionate as, yeah. as I may be about cooking. And, um, so yeah, I just dump everything in there. I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll sift, like if my coconut flour needs to be sifted, I'll sift it, but yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. We love your bagels. Oh, thank you. I know. And you're like, it's like bagels, throw it in, it's like <laughs> making bagels. I'm like, they're bagels. They're easy and they're awesome. Oh, thanks. The other recipe of yours that I really love is your wraps. Oh, thank you. I made those this morning, actually. Oh, I love those. We go in like, you know, we get it on a little wrap binge and we make them all the time and they're just so good and they're so good for you. Like your, that's the thing about your recipes is they're so nutrient dense. Thank you. So, so now I have to ask, you mentioned two um, recipes, the bagels and the wraps, those two recipes are two of the ones that people often tell me they add a little bit more flour. Do you add a little bit more with the, with, yes, definitely. You do? Yeah, I do. So you need need to, only a little bit though. And to to both or, or which to the wraps, you add a little to the wraps. Yes. And I learned it from like a tablespoon. I think I learned it from the comments. I know to read comments on a person's <laughs> blog because they're awesome, right? You learn things about the recipe in, in comments. But it's one of those things that really baffles me because, um, Oh, I know there's like people who like Diane, our friend Diane from the whole gang, 
she lives in Virginia and she makes those wraps all the time. And she does, as far as I know, she doesn't add any more flour. Yeah. And so I, I like for the life of me, I don't understand why, you know, I don't know if it has to do with the climate or, I mean, cause she's at sea level. So you, you know, some people may say, Oh, it's cause you're, you know, you're at higher elevation in Colorado, but Diane's down at sea level. And, and like, I've, I've asked people, you know, well, where do you live that you're making these and you're not, you know, I'm, I'm always asking people trying to like figure this out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. You want to get to the bottom of it. And, and you don't add extra flour to the bagels? No. Okay. And see, so, but then there's other people who tell me that they do add a little bit extra flour. So I don't know. I think it's the, I think it's what you touched on a moment ago, which was the weights. The weights. Yeah. yeah. Almond, like, I mean, I could make my own almond flour and it would be so different than Honeyville, for example. Yeah. Right. And same with coconut flour. Like there's just too many variables when it comes to especially those two flours. Those two. Of course I have to pick the, t- the two flours that are like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know, but they're, <laughs> they're awesome flowers. So but, I think but, but they're so nutrient dense, like you said. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous how nutrient dense they are. That's why I have to use them. Yeah. See here where Callum goes to school, he can't um like it's a nut free school. Uh-huh. And so I've been recently Callum's not huge into like sweet baked goods and stuff like that, which of course drives me bonkers because I'm like Hello, I would bake you anything you wanted to take to school. He's like, no, thanks, Mom. I don't want any. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm like, don't you know I have a blog? I have readers. <laughs> I need to make recipes. <laughs> but he, anyways, so I've been using, trying to use pumpkin seed flour, which I just make myself in the coffee grinder. Uh-huh. And I have some good success with it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you, do you not have a magic bullet? I do. No, I don't have a magic bullet. I use my coffee grinder. Yeah. There, it works the same. I, I can just fit a lot more I in, bet. in yeah. the magic bullet. You That's can probably fit like four times as much. But the coffee grinder is this, works great too. Yeah. I don't. We don't use it for coffee. We just use it for like chia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so Stuff funny. Like that. So anyways, you probably want to wrap up. So. But we need to have a part two because we need to talk about more nutrition stuff because I'd really love to talk about that stuff with you too. Oh, I would too. That's my favorite thing. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm sorry that we have to I have to go. It's almost six now, so I'm going to run down and feed the fam. Yes. But thank you so much, and we'll do this again. Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot. It was All awesome. Right. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye.